Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Plants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. (laughs) Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yeah. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yeah, baby. You know what you should be when you grow up, Ed? What? A life enthusiast. That sounds like a great idea. And today's show is called Be a Life Enthusiast with David McClure. Liberate yourself from rehearsing difficulties and let your healing light shine. The most beneficial thing we can do in any situation is to be a life enthusiast. Love and joy are contagious, and people can't help but to be uplifted by it. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to be part of the solution by going full frontal enthusiast. (laughs) And during the second segment, Lifetime enthusiast David McClure jumps in to inspire us with today's daily word, blessing. Now, if we're going full frontal enthusiast, yeah, then we're going to have to do these three breaths yeah, from the most enthusiastic couple. A wonderful couple. From the 70s. Yeah. Why don't you kick this off because uh, this is of your ilk. Yes, it is. Your generation, I should say. Yeah, I was a lucky generation. Are you ready? I was born during this era. Let's go. First, let's take a nice breath. Ah. Funky sounds wall to wall. We're bumping booties, having us a ball, y'all. Funky sounds wall to wall. We're bumping booties. Funky sounds. Wall to wall. We're bumping booties. Having us a ball, y'all. Nice. Hopefully. 
hopefully they'll drop by the studio later. That's uh, that's Peaches and Herb. I know. Yes, his name was actually Herb. <laughs> uh, we learned that today. Um, and uh, yeah, you know we love to use silly, fun affirmations. This is I, I, when I think about the singing that at work uh, to snap me out of these. Sometimes it seems like the serious approach is really like the one that I should do and I have to do. And don't forget the word should comes from scold. So you know right there, if you should do it, as the Daryl and others have said, you're shooting all over yourself and you don't want to do that. And so that's the first indicator. If you're doing it because you should, note that you're scolding yourself into doing something. And, and then Daryl came up with a good idea for what serious is, seriousness is. What yes, it? it's uh, fear just pretending to act like a grown-up. Yeah. It's the worst. It causes congestion. It's not the solution. It's, it's, the, it's yeah. putting pressure on the on our creative mind. It shuts down. I think it's the biggest scam running in human life is that uh, being serious is the actual like wise thing to do. I even like the fact that this someone I listened to once said that if you at least switch the word sincere for serious, because it feels so much better. Cause yes. It's like, so people say, are you serious? I go, I'm not serious, but I am sincere in what I'm saying, because I feel like it's more about love and your heart. Well, it relaxes the shoulders, that yeah. word. And I was in Berkeley last week visiting my son who goes to school there, which is also a funniest thing, because he's a life enthusiast, and he just... We didn't – a lot of people, like, they get coaches. They they plan their whole kids' high school career so they can get into these schools. And we didn't do any of that. We just we always encourage him to follow his enthusiasm. And so he did fencing. Then he tried um, – then he got into volleyball, which he had never done. And then he got into track, which he had never done. And stumbled into a job in the middle of COVID. And it was a great little um, – very successful once upstart online company that they loved him and wrote him a great recommendation. And anyway, all this stuff got him into this school that is very difficult to get into from what I found. And uh, I told someone, my, the principal at my school the other day, she's like, where? I said, oh, I'm going up to Berkeley to visit my son. And she said, he's in Berkeley? And then she, I said, yeah. And she said, you say that no, so nonchalantly. But the thing is, it's not like, I think it's because I didn't, uh, we we didn't kill ourselves to get him in there. It's just it's well, just yeah. Something. Well, you know what? Mm. You also didn't do it as you know. I hope I have. You didn't do it from this horrible way of thinking. This particular having this particular thing attached to my right from the outside in. Right, right. You actually approached it, and your son did right. The way we're talking about on all our episodes. Yeah which is the the good news that Jesus brought, which is from the inside out. Yeah. Working from the inside right, out. Right. Because working from the outside in, that's why all those parents are scrambling because they're thinking, well, if he doesn't get into this school and have this badge of honor, yeah, yeah. well, then he's screwed or, or she's at a disadvantage. Right. And it's all nonsense. That's right. It's and all nonsense. It's all a little game we play, too, because, I mean, my whole parenting a lot of it was just totally disregarding these quote well-meaning people who seemed to be putting pressure on us to do this or that or you know shook our head when we would take the time to really listen to Elliot when he didn't want to go to these family gatherings and rather than yell at him and we would think to ourselves well do we really want to go like and if we are going to go should we really be going at a sense of obligation or are we just going to be life enthusiasts and part of that so I was at this hotel that my wife found which is amazing it's three blocks walk from 
my son's dorm. Because we didn't want this to force my son to have to like hang out with his parents. So forced we, family fun. Yeah, we didn't want to force family fun. So we made it a trip. <laughs> yeah, we made it a trip that we would like. We were right across from the school. There was a nice th- 3 a.m. hot dog stand that I, I used to like when we lived up in the area that was like on my block. There was a lot of fun stuff for us, and it ended up being a great weekend. But on the wall in the hotel, which is called The Graduate in Berkeley, um, it's a really old, wonderful building, and they have these old photos of old classes, um, you know, like the civil engineers from the 40s, you know, sitting there. And then they had, but there was one picture and it said, the enthusiasts of 97. I think it was from 1897. Yes. And it was a group of students with like walking sticks or something. I couldn't even figure out what these sticks were they were holding. But look, but they were all, they had goofy smiles and, you know, uh, but they, and they looked so happy to be there. And that's what uh, just started getting my, I was thinking about that, an enthusiast, being an enthusiast. And, that, and that's when I came, texted Joe. I said, we, we should do something about being a life enthusiast because Living this way, Daryl and I heard what Charlie, the guy who's uh, Warren Buffett's partner, I think his yes. name Charlie, right? Munger, yes, Charlie Munger. He said, he said, it, what did he say? That there's, it's never a crowd on the high road. And I've heard other people say that, like this, this because the way they approach financing, I mean, um, finances and, and investing is just look for a good business. That you love. That, that you, was the you, thing that they actually love. They love it, and they just. They know how to uh, value it, but by valuing it, that means not these like speculative, crazy, like trying to make a, a buck, just trying to make a buck. It's like, is it a well-run business? Do they really love what they're doing? Yes. Do they seem like they're going to be – does it seem like something that's going to be around for a long time? There's no tricks is basically yes. what he was saying. And he And so when we're living this way, being an enthusiast, which really means coming from spirit, from within us. We have to be willing to be the only enthusiast in the room at times, or at least in our mind think that's what's going on and step out boldly, which is what our show is all about, is being willing to step out boldly for no other reason but your own joy, your own well-being. And then when you find when you do that, you ignite the minds and hearts around you. You find other enthusiasts that you didn't even know were enthusiasts. We give people permission to let their their joy and their enthusiasm out because – so many of us have been just convinced that that it'd be foolish to trust the very thing, which is the only thing you can really trust, is your joy to lead you in the right direction. Yes, because it's so easy, especially when we get tired or hungry, yeah. to take on the personality right. of the other people in the room. Yes. It's, you know, if they're not in an enthusiastic state of mind, right. and that's usually the case, and that's why it's important to adhere to these silly little self-care things that are so easily dismissed as not being really important. Right. But about, you know, centering yourself in the morning. Yeah. We talk about that on every episode. Yeah. And then eating when hungry, bring snacks if there's going to be going to one of these meetings, you know, corporate meetings yeah. or whatever the meeting might be. Right. So at least your your ship doesn't sink. Right. Because the key is if we could just allow our enthusiasm to remain alive. Right. Then there's hope for everything. Right. But once I get hungry or I start taking on the personality of the room, and if it's, you know, 
I mean, I hate to say this, but more often than not, the room is not enthusiastic. I hear you. You know, under the guise of meanings. However, right. if we maintain our light, our enthusiasm, you know, even if you close your eyes during the meeting and start affirming positive things for everybody in the room, right. you'll be amazed at how either rapidly the meeting comes to an adjourn right. or how it takes a, a sudden shift into oh, something yeah. really, oh, yeah. you know, in, inspiring. Right. It really does work. It's just in those moments, this is the key because it's from within out is I have to utilize discipline in the right sense of the word, which is restraint and redirect. I mean, restrain from falling into the trap yeah. of buying into the negativity within my right. own mind. Right, right. Accepting these, you know, stories that create more fear, doubt, and worry within my own mind. Right. And redirect that energy to centering myself again. And the easiest way for me is close my eyes and start imagining love going out and joy awakening in everybody in the room. Yeah, nice. Especially the people that, yeah. you know, seem to be irritating me in my own mind. Right. Really bless the hell out of them right. in my own mind. Right, yeah. And it, and it really does work. We're going to be reading a, a lot of positive things to that effect on this episode. Yeah, you know, I'm going to read from Prosperity Now by Mary Catherine McDougall. And what you were saying just now, the thing, we, like I really, some reason, golden king things, which is an Emmett Fox term, which is basically instead of thinking about your problem, think about the presence of God. Yes, whatever you perceive your problem to be, or place bring your problem into the presence of God, or the presence of God into what you perceive as a problem, and it really comes down to. Was that, who was that? John Adams, or was it David McClure who told us? No, no, no. It's Phil Pearson who said. The thing that really set him on the right path was just accepting what he learned in, uh, what was he, in religious science? Yes, as a boy. As, as a, a young, little boy. As a young and, boy. And on the wall it said, God loves me or God loves you, right? Yeah, God loves me. And he re and he accepted that. I've been using that as part of this golden king yes. idea. Because so, whenever I have things that really feel bad, as soon as I start affirming God loves me, I can tell how far off the beam I am by how willing oh. am I accept am, am yes. I to accept it because that other voice in me thinks I did this or that person did this and I'm not lovable by God or they're not lovable. So now I have to fight it for it. I yeah. have to, you know, like if if I'm not feeling good, if I really look at the voice that I sometimes listen to, even today I woke up and I was, it was like, oh, it's Saturday. I shouldn't. I have to do this show and this, and I you know like. I mean, I was like tempted to just like um, go with that, you know, like ah, I'll just have a, I don't care, or whatever, I'll have that kind of day. And but that kind of day means that somewhere inside me, I'm not believing and accepting that God loves me, that all my good is already here and it's more on the way. Is what that is the single biggest shift I can make in my day: shift into the belief that I am loved by God, that this universe is one song. And then oh, I, yes. I got to read this. before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, listen, folks, I don't know if uh, you subscribe to the Daily Word. But this issue that just came out for March, April, mm -hmm. 
Oh, yes. You know, I rarely read the stories. Right. And usually when I do... Not your cup of tea. <laughs> well, because a lot of things are promoting books or someone's program or... Yeah, system coaches. for success, it, right. Yeah. But I do... I can't help myself because I've been reading this for 35 years. Right, right. I mean, consistently, the daily work. Right. And so this particular issue, I decided to read... Because it's come, we're going to be opening it up in a few days. Yes. Yeah. When March starts here, you'll already uh, have opened it by the time you hear this. Actually. Yeah. So we, uh, so I have a a story that's in for the April, and that's not the reason why I read the other story, but I did decide to read the other story. Okay. And the other story that kicks off March is a great story, and in it, this guy says one of the things he reminds himself. Right. And other people mm-hmm. is to wake up, look in the mirror and say, oh, my goodness, I get to be me today. Yeah. I am so happy to be me. Nice. That's a life enthusiast because a life enthusiast really is about has nothing to do with conditions. In fact, when conditions get crazy this week, uh, when I think I'm a life enthusiast, that means that part of it, I'm enthusiastic about seeing how that's going to Yes. Because you're never going to get to a place where you're not going to see things that make you scratch your head or might oh tempt you to like get frustrated and this and that. But help lately, I just go, all right, for now, I'm going to love this. It's like if I was surfing and all of a sudden there's the type of ne'er-do-wells that Daryl associates with surfing somehow around me, in which I'm not my cup of tea, I prefer to surf by myself or, or with a few friends who are in their 70s or whatever I often do, but sometimes, like recently, one day I found myself with all those people, and rather than fight it, all right, for the, I'm just going to love and be enthusiastic about how silly this is right here, and by doing that, it's quickly, I, they, they left my space, and I was back to my, that's the thing, the more enthusiastic we get, the quicker things do transform. So, um, Mary Catherine McDougall and Prosperity Now, which is a great book. If you want to read anything we read, go to the reading list at DarylNed.com. You can click a link and order it. We don't make money off that, but we do like to share the medicine. Because Unity, the original metaphysics, metaphysical movement. Uh, movement at that time when Unity, it really was about becoming a life enthusiast. Like That's yes. the end result. If you think the end result is... Like becoming some sort of like celebrity or um, I don't know, anything other than just becoming a life enthusiast. I think we're a little bit off the mark. It's yeah. just about yes. becoming a life enthusiast. That's what this article is about because this guy sits on the same bench every morning. He did it first just to start his yeah. day like we do right. in Tampa. Right. But then people got to see him there because he'd always smile and say hello right. to the point where it became like, an unexpected ministry where people are just happy to see this guy. I think I've seen, I think I saw an interview with that guy, like a little news clip. Maybe, yeah. Well, that's in the Daily Word. Wow, I'm going to check that yeah, out. Yeah, that's the first story. But that's what he, Yeah. like unintentionally, just by being kind and loving and being in the same place every day, he actually had, a, you know, he called, he says, we all have a ministry. And he goes, you know, yeah. our ministry is the love we share wherever we are. It doesn't have to be a literal ministry. Right. Because we're all ministers. Yeah. And, you know, any of the people that you probably look up to um, or that the coaches that are, or speakers that you hear are quoting, 
That's the thing. There's a lot of speakers who make this stuff sound dramatic and they quote all these people, but they don't necessarily live like the people they're quoting. A lot of the times the people that are being quoted found themselves in a position that most people would consider undesirable, but found a way yes. to transform that situation by being a life enthusiast, not based on what everyone else around them was yes. doing, but by finding really the kingdom within, the kingdom of God, which resides within every one of us. Uh, we've been talking about that a lot lately. So Mary Catherine McDougall says, we can affirm all that the Father has is mine. This is a thrilling truth. Our enthusiasm our enthusiasm about our good grows with our blessing and appreciating everything we have. It is all good. It is all from God. It is all given to us. His children, because he loves us and wants us to have all kinds of good things. All that he has is available to us now without delay. And this is the next great part about it. When we know this, we know also that this is true for all people everywhere who are seeking the kingdom as we are. And there's a great affirmation at the top of the page that says, nothing is too good to be true. Nothing is too good to happen to me and for me. Nothing, nothing is too good to last for me. Thank you, Father, that is so. Thank you for lasting good. And, you know, this is something I know in the news, there's stuff with Russia, the Ukraine. We don't even normally touch on current, quote, events and things because the same principles apply regardless of even if the current trend is makes it seem like it's almost sacrilege, but we can apply, uh, affirm nothing's too good to be true for the Ukraine. Yes. Nothing is too good to happen for the Ukraine and for me. Nothing, nothing is too good to true to, to too good to last for Russia even because all the, those are all, everywhere we can think of. God is there, and we, what we want is a more expression of God because people fall asleep to the. Reality, but it doesn't change the reality that God is always there. Well, it all starts in our minds. Yeah, it so. starts in our minds with, I don't feel good about myself. Right. You know, I don't feel say. You know, in my case, because something came up, Lori and I started thinking the question: What is your biggest fear? And you go, I don't know. What's my biggest fear? Right. But then you look at what are the what are the reoccurring nightmares or daymares because that you make up in your mind right right when you when you start getting uh discouraged right or depressed right and mine wow that's a good one yeah seemed to be traced back to because i had to think about this because I, I go why do i always think like when something doesn't go right i start getting overwhelmed you know and i do use all these tools to correct it and you don't have to dig deep, just that, like, just ask the question. And it also means not that I'm going to, like, constantly rely on this as a way to just remain defeated. Right. I don't want to remain defeated. Right. So we want to see what is the fear. So I go, okay, what is, and you look at how, what type of story is the reoccurring story when things don't go right. Right. And I realized the reoccurring story that, happens to me when things seem not to go right mm -hmm. is oh no somehow um i'm gonna get in trouble this is gonna turn out to where i'm gonna be I, i'm doing something that is gonna cause uh a, a terrible backlash right like right. like somehow uh, they're yeah. gonna, they're gonna now. Whoever they are in the situation, it's right. either gonna now it's gonna be more difficult, 
I'm not going to be able to get the thing completed the way I thought it would. I'm at a disadvantage. Right. I have no power. Right. And to top it all off, they're probably going to screw me in some way. And and this is the part. And right. I deserve it. So I go, where does this come from? Like, why would I deserve that? Like, why? And the reason I'm saying I deserve it because I keep making up the same disadvantaged story right. that I have to walk myself out of. Not all the time. Sometimes I miraculously walk through things that I go, holy cow. I just walked through that with like the confidence of someone I admire. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't forceful. It wasn't um, belligerent. It, it was kind and loving. And right, right. I just felt good about myself and they felt good about themselves. Right. So, so I had to go back and I go, aha, I know where. Mm -hmm. Because when I was very young, those formative years, just like the formative minutes in the day, and that's why a morning routine is important right. to treat ourselves like a kind and loving grandma would. Right. Because from like from zero to 18, I was being told things like you're a zero, you're a loser. Right. You right. know, all these horrible things. Yeah. And I was constantly being punished. Right. So what happens is I now am always uh, like a super tend to put myself at the disadvantage. Right. In order to be super accommodating. But even after I'm super accommodating, I could walk away thinking, uh oh, what if they think this? Right. I I'm still going to get punished. Yeah. So knowing that, I realize, oh my God, this is a silly story. Right. It's not even true. And I have to start casting myself. And them, the other people, That's right. stop That's telling right. myself that they're as mean-spirited and um, and cunning and conniving and villains that they just are not. Right. And bless them and bless them and bless them. And Lori, you know, share with me what her fear is. And it's... And hearing this from the other person, we both go, oh, my God, that's so silly. Right. Like, why would you think that about yourself? And right. I could say that for her. Yeah. So keep these things in mind as you go throughout. You know, when you come to another one of these roadblocks where you're thinking, oh, what's the use? I'm just going to throw it all away. You know, go, wait a minute. Why am I saying this to myself? Right. And then that's the time to do these silly little enthusiastic things like to look in the mirror and say, Oh my goodness. I get to be me today. I'm so happy to be me. Yeah. Be a life enthusiast. Uh, let's see here. Coming up next today's guest, lifetime enthusiast, David McClure jumps in to inspire us with today's daily word blessing. So thank you for listening to funniest thing on unity online radio. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. All 
All right, welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's show is called Be a Life Enthusiast with David McClure. Start out with a reading from Emmett Fox from around the year with Emmett Fox. This Emmett Fox, oh, if, you, if you're interested in any of the books you hear us reading from today, you can go to the DarylAndEd.com website and you'll see our reading list. Um, we don't make money peddling these books. We just make it easy for you to find them. Yes. So uh, this is really the key to being a life enthusiast is this fact. Are you ready, Ed? Ready. If you really believe in the existence of God, you should be happy and cheerful. God is all power. And God is good, so life must be good, too. Meet the world with a smile. You owe this to God, to your fellows, and above all, to yourself. If you go about with a face like an east wind. (laughs) (laughs) We call those east winders. (laughs) (laughs) What can you possibly expect to attract from the world? We all know people who carry a fixed, frozen, mirthless, almost professional smile. Such a smile is just a permanent wave in the face. (laughs) Smile, if it takes a little effort, and keep it up until it becomes spontaneous, as it will. In the graphic language of Hollywood, register joy and hold it. (laughs) For ye shall go out with joy. And that's from Isaiah chapter 55, verse 12. And then from Ernest Holmes, 365, Science of Mind, a daily reader, it's uh, from February 25th. <laughs> it says, I clear my mind of discord. And it says, how are you going to heal yourself and others? We have to practice the presence of God as love, as friendship, as peace, as joy, if we would know the fullness of the adventure of living. Love is the greatest healing agent on earth for our body as well as for our affairs, To be a friend is the greatest privilege I can experience. Therefore, I extend loving friendship to all I meet. I identify myself with the givingness of God's own nature, knowing that I am in league with the highest force in life. Yes. All right, listeners, thank you so much for joining Ah. us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the show, for reviewing it wherever you – rating it and reviewing it wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, If you want to send us something, parcel post, go to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312. Culver City, California, 90232. Check out our website, DarylAndEd.com. You can contact us through the contact form there. It'll send us an email. If you want to join the show, share your experiences, ask any questions, suggest something for the show, go there. Or you can go to the Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed fan page on Facebook where we do record a video version of the first segment of every podcast, and it's live there on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Occasionally, lately, I've been doing a meditation and uh, that'll be there, too. So you can go there. You can contact us through there as well. We want to thank Chief Engineer, um, the, the Chief Engineer, who makes this show sound amazing. He cuts it up for us. He puts in sound effects. He cheers us on. He's the one who actually built the Unity Online radio station. His name's Jeff Comfort. And each week, he takes us right into the comfort zone. Shout out to Silent Unity, a.k.a. Oh. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm not sure if he, like, cuts it and puts the sound in. No, I think he just presses the – I think he just presses the throttle 
and goes. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there was something that led me to believe it might be the other way, but yeah, you're anyway. So there was Jeff's. Uh, he buzzes the tower every week. He does for fun, you know, that Unity Tower over there. So shout out to Silent Unity, aka the Prayer Line, eight hundred now pray, eight hundred six six nine seven seven two nine. We use it every t- every uh, time we need to be remember to be a life enthusiast, or we need help being a life enthusiast. You can get the app. Letter U, the word pray, it's free at the App Store. You can type in your prayers or push one button to call Silent Unity. But Silent Unity is really what started Unity. It's the first phone line in Missouri. It's been around for over probably 130 years now. And, um, yeah, we highly recommend it. Because sometimes even Daryl and Ed, for as much as we study and share about this stuff, which is every day we practice it and remind ourselves. But sometimes you need a little TNT and, uh, you know, to blow yourself right out of that – Funk back into the enthusiasm, yeah. and uh, Silent Unity is, does the trick every time. And then they don't require request, you know, they don't ask anything from you unless you want to receive an email of encouragement or a letter in the mail. And um, it's just an incredible tool. They will continue to pray and affirm for thirty days. Yes, the light's been on there for one hundred thirty years doing this, so it is amazing. Uh, which brings us to the Daily Word, which is another thing that is really the backbone of uh, Unity. It was provided so that everyone could have an inspired reading to remember and start study, their day. Start yeah. their day, be reminded of these principles, have something to get them moving in the right direction every day. Because these things are principles. Daryl and Ed have to study them all the time in order to stay in tune with them. Daily and the Daily Word is a great tool. And someone who knows this, who studied and practiced this stuff for quite uh, a little while here, he's inspired us. Recently, he had a talk about um, being good but not that good. Um, well, as soon as we started thinking about being a life enthusiast, we said, who would be a life enthusiast? And Daryl thought of David McClure, and I said, that's exactly who we need. So, David, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's good to be with you. Are you up there in Seattle at the moment or that area right now? Spokane, Washington. Yeah, my son's visiting Seattle as we speak, so he's not too far, I don't think, from you. Um but you've been listening to the show. Do you have any thoughts that have been bubbling up since you've been sitting in the green room? Well, I was thinking about uh, enthusiasm. I, I remember um, being a guest speaker at the Unity Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, a number of years ago. And uh, the um, minister there was driving me uh, to the church when he was involved in an accident. Mm. And wow. Of course, my first thought was, oh, my God. His first thought was, I can hardly wait to see the good in this situation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he's a life enthusiast. And, and the thing about it, he got up and exchanged uh, uh, insurance information. And then um, uh, we went on our way. And uh, when I when I got back home, uh, um, a couple of months later, he called me and said, Do you know that? That guy I banged into, well, he he now comes to, to my church. <laughs> that is the best. Then about after that, he calls me and, and says, you know that guy that um, I banged into and he came to my church? He's now the president of the board of my church. So I can wow. hardly wait to see the good. That's That's the way to get enthusiastic. Wow. Yes, it really shows that the enthusiastic approach really does set off a whole like positive chain reaction. 
It does. Um, you know, the word enthusiasm comes from on theos, which means in God. So uh, when you're in God, instead of in your story, then you're enthusiastic. All systems go and all the energy is flowing toward you and through you. And um, so being in the presence and, and knowing that you are um, sets you on fire. You just brought up a good point. I like what you said there. Because you're in God instead of in your story. And I think all these tools we use are really to shake me loose from my old worn out story. Yeah. Because once I shake free of that, it's almost like um, I naturally feel better. Like it's almost like I naturally, without effort, once I'm, it's all about like shaking free from the story I'm telling myself that's worn out, that makes me feel bad. It's disempowering. Yeah. As long as I'm well, willing got, to shake free of that. Uh, yeah. You guys uh, know anything about Byron Katie and her work? Uh, the, she, she has a thing called The Work. And, yes. Uh, you can, on, she says, "Where who would you be without your story? Right. That's the famous lines. And, uh, you know... That's a good question for us all to ponder. Who would I be without my story? Yeah. Oh, I'd be so happy, David. <laughs> I know it because I get there when I'm not, when I'm not, it's funny. It's when I'm tired, fearful, something unexpected that scares me. It's almost like those are the moments I'm susceptible to becoming rehypnotized by my story. Right. And also, yeah. you know, this is why laughter is so important because I, when, listening to this, if I was a while back when I was listening to this, I, I, I thought that I thought that this whole spiritual thing was this like quest to have this like permanent quote exp like explosion of the ego, and then from then on, I was going to be Eckhart Tolle sitting on park benches and not ever not even knowing where I was because I was so. <laughs> but the thing is, the unity way of it is you got to have a sense of humor. Yes. Because we, it, I don't believe in this any type of, I don't believe there's any hierarchy of enlightenment or non-enlightenment or one person's better and they should sit up on their pillow and tell everyone else what to, I don't believe that at all. I just believe that there's practical principles that we use throughout the day to continually go back into alignment, you know, get out, we find ourselves out because of the condition, we go back and we go, ah, oh, funniest thing, this is amazing, I love life, you know, and our willingness to continue to do that. I really believe that that's what life is. That's like living on the highest level. So if someone's out there, I'll start applying it right here, right now, and just know that that's how everyone who practices stuff does it. I don't care if it's Jesus who had to go out and sit. Ah, these disciples are killing me. I got to go out to the desert, <laughs> get away from them, <laughs> and connect with God again. Everyone who practices this stuff has to continually go back to the well. You know, I got to say this one thing before David jumps in. Uh, Mike Dugan, who actually introduced me to the Unity Church where I was introduced, where I got to experience David McClure and Unity for the first time. And what a great introduction. I, I, I have to admit, and thank you, because you were the, you know how everybody, it, if you, you know, this is the thing. Who, what, if you're looking for this, the right person is going to introduce you to it. I firmly believe that. I agree. 
And then on the other hand, I just want to say thank you, David, because you were the perfect introduction to unity for me yeah. at that time in my life. True. Because you weren't holier than thou, but you were sharing things that I could actually apply. And one of the things you did every week, you may not even remember this, maybe this is something you still do, but back then you would do your lesson, you know, and afterwards you'd always give like a weekly assignment, like a spiritual exercise right. to practice during the week. And because I was so new to this, I, was, I thought that was the law. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> right, And right. I was like, oh, my God, this stuff works. And at one moment, I talked to the guy, Mike Dugan, and I was like, oh, I keep going back and like struggling throughout my day. Right. And I go, I'm never going to get on the spiritual path. And he goes, Daryl, that's the spiritual path that you're aware when you're off it. And you nudge yourself back onto it. Yeah. That when you start feeling bad and disempowered, you ask God for help again to get realigned. That's the spiritual life. And I went, wow, what a relief that was. That's right. That's very true. That's great. So um, how about we get into the daily word, David? Sounds good. Let's. Forge ahead. Today is February the 26th, 2022. The word for today is grace. And the affirmation is divine grace flows through me to bless others. Throughout my life, I have been blessed by the grace of God more times than I can remember. It has come to me through many channels as an unexpected kindness and the help I did not have to ask for, the forgiveness I didn't think I deserved. Like all good gifts and blessings, grace always has its source in God. I am grateful to those who have shared their grace with me. They have shown me patience and understanding and helped me grow into being the best kindest expression of myself. And so today I extend that grace to others. I meet irritations with patience, and I offer a helping hand before being asked. I give generously and love wastefully, trusting that the well of God's grace can never run dry. And the Bible quote for today is from uh, the fourth chapter of Timothy, verse 22. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. Ah, thank goodness. I like that because it gives me something that I can do. Just like we said at the start of the show, blessing others even first in mind, in my mind, starts to get that God thrown. It helps me. That's what really helps me take my mental hands off my, my story. Like I release my grip. And I start moving and God, it it grants God permission. It grants this loving force permission now to move through me again. Right, right. Exactly. Uh, You know, there's a device called a resistor and a resistor is used to resist the flow of electricity. But when we're in our story, we uh, are resisting the flow of divine energy that's there. And so we have to uh, switch that off and become, uh, instead of a resistor, become a conduit. 
I always remember Robert Schuler lives up or he was up the road from you guys. I used to go to some of his workshops down in uh, Garden Grove there. Uh, and he, uh, I, I re- always remember him saying, I can do it if I am a conduit. In I other words, I, I, I'm open. I'm an open channel. There's no resistance. There's no if, ands, or buts. I am in the flow. Yeah. And that's when it happens. You know, my story looks like, in my mind, when you guys are talking, there's this little guy. He's inside this, like almost like an old-time you know, telephone operator. And my guy's like a little Danny DeVito-looking guy. He's overworked. He's balding. He's trying so hard to plug me into all doctor's appointments, this, stress. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I have to tell him, look, buddy, we're going to change your job. We don't need you anymore. I'm sorry. Before I thought I was sick, before I thought I was stressed, before I thought I had to do what everyone else told me or I wouldn't be good enough. So I know that I'm the one who hired you to do all that. I don't need you anymore because anyone out there who has a problem that seems insurmountable right now, if you really – I ask you to take a look inside. Where is the real voice that matters coming from? For me, I always find – I'm the one who inside somewhere is saying is saying that this is insurmountable, and then I'm yes. attracting other people who are agree with that, agreeing and reinforcing it. But as soon as I stopped doing that, my life changed for the better. And um, the thing is, we had another daily word that we were going to read too. I'm just going to read a part of it. It's it's from Wednesday, February 23rd. It's called blessing, and it goes perfect with the grace that you just read. And it says, "I share heartfelt blessings of love and peace. My positive thoughts are a blessing." I resist the urge to label my circumstances good or bad. This is just like your <sighs> minister friend, uh, David. Instead, I bless it all. I give thanks for the feelings that arise. I affirm, I bless, and, uh, and release you. I look for the positive aspects unfolding in each event, remaining strong in faith and expecting good. I do the same for the people I hold dear to my heart, knowing that my thoughts, words, and faith bless them. And I'll go, uh, my prayers of life and wisdom flow out to touch those needing healing and guidance I affirm love, peace, and order for all. My day begins with one positive idea, setting the stage for the rest of the day. I give a blessing of positivity, welcoming abundant good. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. Luke twenty four fifty. You know why I love that reading? Because it made me realize the solution. And that is in my mind, I was thinking, you know, I am not helping anyone, including myself, by telling myself a story that casts me at a disadvantage and somebody or something else as the the powerful villain. Right, that's right. However, I am benefiting everyone, including myself, and I'm that's being right. kind to myself when I'm allowing myself to imagine and expect what is the best thing. Like no, We always say this, and we always hear it from the teachers we all love and admire— Florence Scoville Shin, Emily Cady, all of them say nothing is too good to be true. Even even prosperity now, you yes. read. Yes. Mary McDougal, right? Yeah. Nothing is too good to be true. And you know how good it feels when my mind grabs a hold of that? Everything changes. Because just like you were saying, how when we think the worst, we get people who agree with that. Yeah. And we the situations and circumstances start to prove, oh yeah, it's it's bad as you wanted it. But the other way, it it works. That's the amazing thing. It yes. works the other way too. Yeah. And that's why it's good to have friends or, or the silent unity. 
a wife who's encouraging or a husband, whatever it is, when they help you see with a more hopeful, even just a tiny bit of hope that it, it's possible to work out in this better than expected way, everything starts to change. Yeah. You become the con, the conduit starts to get, oh, wait, oh, I'm, a, I'm hooked up again. Okay. Yes. Then you become a life enthusiast. Yes. And that enthusiasm then multiplies and people start becoming enthusiast, right. enthusiastic about what we're enthusiastic about. Right. So um, the time of the show is flying along. David, do you have anything else to share with our Listeners on this, I mean, I know you have a million things you could share. Well, anything else I've got coming a million up. things, but uh, I was looking at a quote from A Course in Miracles, which says, Grace becomes inevitable instantly in those who have prepared a table where it can be gently laid and willingly received, an altar clean and holy for the gift. We always remember those lines from the 23rd Psalm, I... Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And so um, setting the table, setting the stage, setting the, the, the opportunity for grace to enter our lives is really uh, uh, the only thing we need to do. Just get out of the way and, and, and become that conduit for that, that grace and that energy. Yeah, that's awesome. And the beauty of this is it works for everyone. Anyone out there who's listening, this it works. We just have to be willing, like with the story thing, to look away and say, this is too bad. Like my wife told me, this is too bad to be true. Maybe I should start looking around for, even though I've invested so much energy into this, this is too bad to be true. It's never too late to get out and get back in the flow. It's always the perfect time. It's always available now. We just need a little willingness Set the table and just see what happens. It is amazing how quickly things can go in a, in a positive way. Yeah, this has got me excited to treat my mind because this is, like you're saying, setting the table. Like I want to be able to treat my mind more as if when I'm in these places, because I know how I would answer and it's affirmatively, but when I'm in these places where I'm not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel, where I know – I see, I have hope there's a way out because of applying this so much – but when I'm in it, it feels so bad. It feels like it's unshakable. Of course. And at least I don't act from that place anymore. Thank God. Like I don't pest that. I know right, better right. than to do that email or call that person or do any. Like I know now that much. But it's to be like the, how Jesus was with the guy on the mat at the river. And the best part is, Daryl, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to get well? Do you want to believe in the possibility that this could work out better than expected? Right. And I would say, yeah, Jesus, I do. You go, okay, then let's do it. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, and that Jesus is within every one of us at yes. every moment and is always asking that question, and it's just a matter of our willingness. So, David McClure, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Daryl and Ed, thanks for uh, having me on. It's a pleasure and a joy to always be with you. Yes. And I look forward to another time in the, in the future. Yeah, give our love to Donna. Um, we are going to share a quick story. Hold on the line. We're just about to wrap up the show, but you know, you got to hang out for the last part here. So listen okay. to this. We found this story 
Was well, this in the archives at Unity Village? You I got think this? so. Okay. I found this scrawled on a little piece of paper underneath the bookshelf. It said, when David McClure was a young life enthusiast, still in ministerial school at Unity Village, after a long night at the Fillmore Tavern, Uh-oh. he went out for a joyride on his bicycle in the countryside. <laughs> As he rode, feeling invigorated by the cool, cold night air flowing through his long locks, he looked over into the field and saw a friend of his, a fellow ministerial student, it could have been Tom Thorpe, who also had a long night at the bar. This guy was in a rowboat trying to row across the field, feeling like the intelligent one. Imagine this guy is in a rowboat, out of his mind, he's been drinking all night, he's trying to row this boat across the field, feeling like the intelligent one. David pulled over his bike and yelled to his buddy in the boat, you know, you're acting like a fool and is making us both look bad. We're going to be ministers. I'm half tempted to swim out there and straighten you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, a quick piece of mail from Sandy Page in Chicago said, So today while driving for Uber Eats, I pulled over in a parking lot to see what you guys were doing. But uh, during the first half of your show, I was bummed that I missed, but I was more than thrilled to get the awesome shout out from you guys. That really made my day for sure. Thanks. And, oh, and also, it's always good a good day when I can make David Hasselhoff happy. Thank you, Sandy. Oh, my God. Peaches, Peaches and Herb. Our dream came true. You okay. ready? Yeah. You, you ready to start singing along? Yeah. Well, oh. Hit it. All right. Feel, Feel that beat. Never stop. Oh, hold, hold me tight. tight. Spin me like a top. Yeah. Shake, shake your groove thing. Shake, shake your groove thing. Yeah, yeah. Show them how we do it now. Shake your groove thing. Shake your groove thing. Yeah, yeah. Show them how we do it now. Be a life enthusiast. Yes. <laughs> this is Daryl and Ed.com. And thanks for being a part of Funniest Thing. Daryl and Ed. Jeff Gumbert. Shake your groove thing, shake your groove thing, yeah, yeah. Show them how we do it now, yeah. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. 